Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Paul. Let's go back out to the Sullivan Super Service fan hotline, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years where we find our friend and yours, Dr. Michael DeFaba. He was in Indianapolis, I think, pretty much all of this week. Mike, how are you today? I'm doing great, yes. I was in Indianapolis all of this week, and right now I'm in the parking lot of a random rest stop in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, but happy to be talking football. (laughs) Did you tell Paul that when you came in last Friday, the topic of the day was Ask Cleaners? I've told more than just Paul. I've told everybody that I know that that was the main topic of conversation. I thought, you know, Joe would want to have me in. I covered the Penguins for three years. I know the NHL. I cover the Steelers now. But what do we want to talk about but cleaning your ass? Did you ever hear of a bidet, Paul? I did not. I I have not. I'm sorry. Neither had I about five years ago when Mulsey explained to me. I thought it was people who did this. There's an actual machine where when you <laughs> Paul's looking at me in a way that's making me laugh. There's a machine that that how do how do you explain it, Mike? Well, I'm not an expert in this matter. I've never used one, but it's very different than what you initially described, which was people squirting water at you like a firing squad with super soakers, <laughs> which is very different than what I think it is. It's just a, an apparatus that goes on your your toilet and is very popular in Europe. Yeah, go. It, they don't it, have like they don't have good plumbing there, so they can't flush toilet paper down. It attaches to your toilet, Paul, in Europe, and it just blasts away and cleans you. It's called so a bidet. To, so you don't use toilet paper, is that what right? You? Okay. Would you consider buying one? No. Right, that that would be terrible. Mike. No, I'm really not interested in something like that. That's not my style. <laughs> Then let's get to the combine, shall we? Please. The single single most interesting person you talked to, thing you saw, you you came home with one story, what would it be from the combine? Boy, that's a good question. Well, continuing the nonsense portion of this conversation, the most interesting thing to me is that you would think that the combine is a very serious event. But, but what happens is there's a place called Prime 47. In 360 days out of the year, it's a steakhouse. Five days out of the year for the combine, they rip the tables out of it, and it turns into essentially a college-like bar scene. And they keep the place open, like, at all hours. And when I say at all hours, I left at 3.30 in the morning, and the place was still packed. So it, it, the combine is, in a sense, like spring break for the NFL. And... Um, these these coaches they have a good time. There's no question about that. 
That is true. They do have a good time. Uh, but I think it was who was it that we had on the other day that was saying a lot of head coaches uh, don't, they don't even come to it anymore. Right. Teams really feel differently about this. Um, you know, first of all, these metrics: forty yard dash time, you know, two hundred twenty five bench pound bench press. There, there's some question what they really mean and if they matter. Um, and so, uh, and the other part of it is the coaches feel like they could sit at home and grind film, and that's much more revealing. What is valuable is the interview portion for the coaches, where you get an opportunity, you know, to look these guys in the eye, ask them tough questions, see how they respond. And I think that that's the most valuable part for them. And and you can, you know, the, these these coaches, they end up talking to practically everybody in the first three rounds at some point. But one thing that stuck out was that, the Steelers certainly are doing their due diligence when it comes to the top corners. And in corner, I think that in the first round, I think corner or offensive line is the most likely scenario, given the value and given the need. Uh, I think that the Steelers and the Steelers are doing their due diligence. They, we talked to the corners, and just about every one of the ones who would be in the Steelers' range said they've had a formal interview with them. Mike, it seems like this S2 cognition test, I guess it used to be called the Wonderlick, but this is an entirely different kind of test. But that seemed to become a, a hotter topic this year because last year somebody leaked the fact that C.J. Stroud didn't do too well on it. And then he became, well, what we saw, just not only a great player, but obviously a highly intelligent quarterback. What was the word about this test this year? Are, are, are players refusing to take it? Just sort of a general overview of that S2 cognition test. Yeah, well, I know a little bit about this because not only is there the S2 cognition test, but there's also something called the AIQ. And I talked to the founder of that last year for a story. And, and really the, the way he explained it was we have all these measurements, height, weight, you know, 40-yard dash, things of that nature – is there a way to quantify your athletic aptitude and intelligence and processing speed? And, and actually TJ Watt aced it. He had like one of the best scores that they had ever logged at AIQ. Um, but I, I think, I think obviously CJ Stroud and in, in the way that he burst onto the scene is, and is looking like a legit quarterback who can take a team to the playoffs and win a playoff game is, is undermining some of this. And I, I think the, the takeaway here is all of these data points are just that. And, and you have to approach all of them as just one piece of the story. And, and I think that more information is never a bad thing. The more you can know about a person, uh, the better informed decision you can make. But none of these things, uh, whether it be a traditional statistic or whether it be a new test, are going to be the end-all, be-all. Well, I think the thing is um... – could you foresee a, a, a point in time when the uh, combine becomes almost irrelevant? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, well, well, further to that point that I was making before, the other interesting thing about the AIQ is if there are teams that subscribe to this, you also get the information of guys who've tested during, you know, during their pre-draft process that you're going against. So, for example, what they were saying is, like, if you know a defensive back is is supposedly deficient in his processing speed um, you can then call certain type of plays or certain type of things so some players may be reluctant to do it um, but also there's just so much tradition around the combine um, you know the the 
the Colts GM, Chris Ballard, was asked about Marvin Harrison Jr. and the fact that he basically skipped this whole thing. And his answer was pretty good. He said, someone said, well, do you think other people might use that as a blueprint? And he said, well, they're not Marvin Harrison Jr. And, and so I think for the top, top guys, like you're seeing with some of these top quarterbacks, they would rather work out in um, a more controlled environment where they can control what they're being tested on and, and how they're organizing and scripting their throws and things of that nature. So I do think that it will continue to trend that direction where there will be less and less emphasis on the actual combine. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mike DeFabo of The Athletic. He's on the Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline. He was at the Combine in Indy. I saw where the kid from Penn State ran an incredible 40. What was the most uh, freakish athletic feat? you saw all weekend or just the, the, the most freakish athlete? Yeah. I mean, there's some, there's some really good athletes. I, I wrote a story at the athletic about Chris Jenkins and he's a defensive lineman. Uh, his father played in the league, was an all pro. His uncle played in the league. So, you know, the Steelers history and how much they like NFL bloodlines. Um, this guy also our Bruce Feldman at the athletic. He puts out a list. He calls the freaks list. And um, so this guy, Chris, Jen- Chris Jenkins, um, you know, he, he was like top of the charts in all of the measurables, and he tested very well at the Combine. He's an interesting guy. My favorite story, though, was uh, Taron Arnold, the corner from Alabama. He was asked about his mindset playing corner, and he said his grandfather was a roofer, and he said it's very similar, where if you don't have confidence up there on that roof, you're going to fall off. And he's like, it's the same thing playing corner where you're out there on that island. And if, if you don't trust your skills and your ability, you know, that's how you're going to get beat. So there's some like funny moments that come out of the combine. And, and that's kind of the, the biggest thing is like these little nuggets are, are, are kind of interesting. Well, I think, you know, obviously uh, to bring it uh, closer to home, um, it, were there some guys there that you feel like will be on the board that could actually be in the wheelhouse for the Steelers when they draft? Yeah, you know, going back to our conversation about defensive backs, um, Cooper DeGene is interesting. Um, He's been a guy, he's he's from Iowa. Uh, He said that he came from a small town of just 900 people. And uh, he's interesting because he's a corner, but there's some positional versatility. He can play inside. He might move to safety. Uh, He's been a popular player to mock to the Steelers. I think that he's he's a name definitely to keep an eye on. Uh, Nate Wiggins from Clemson. 
is another corner, and uh, his testing numbers will be important because there was speculation he was slow when he'd run in the four fives, but he says he thinks he's going to run much faster than that. Um, so, so he's another guy to keep an eye on. And I, the center class is also, I think, is, is one to watch. You know, the Steelers obviously cut Mason Cole. That's a position of need right now for them. And this may be one of the best drafts if you're looking for a center. At the top of the draft, you've got the guy from Oregon, the Remington Award winner, uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, who has a perfect football name, um, which makes him rise up my draft board. He could be available at number 20. And then the other guy really to watch is Zach Frazier from WVU. He grew up right in the Steelers' backyard, and they're very familiar with him. I've heard from people around the league the Steelers are interested in a guy like him. Um, and, and he could either be a late first-round pick or second-round pick. Uh, if the Steelers get him in the second round, I think that that would be a fantastic a combination of value and need. Mike, I just realized I'm way more interested in what happened off the field. So who was in the bar at 3 a.m.? Any coaches we know, and what were you doing, and what was the night like, and would Paul have fit in there? I imagine he would have. Paul would have fit in well, and when you asked me what the most impressive feat was, I almost tended like went that direction with someone that impressed me at 3.30 in the morning. Um, but you know what? I'm uh, an ethical journalist, and I'll say that it's off the record. Mm-hmm. And I, I will not expose okay. any co- coaches or people, but um, our friend Brooke Pryor, um, I'll throw her under the bus. I have no problem doing that. Um, she's my good friend at ESPN, and uh, – you know, she she definitely not only is a good journalist, but also does a good job when it comes to the nightlife portion of the combine. Hmm. Not a whole lot of info well, coming from ask, Mike. Huh? I got to ask you the, the obligatory: Did you do the shrimp cocktail at uh, St. Elmo's? You know what? I was kind of depressed. I somehow did not. I, I missed my chance. How to do the hell that. are all you people going to Indianapolis and not eating at St. <laughs> Elmo's? Can I ask you that, Paul? I know you're you're. You know, you're a guy who isn't afraid to give your opinion and criticize, and right now you're spot on. I'm, I'm willing to accept the criticism because I've really messed up in, in that way. Uh, I really, really should have been eating the shrimp cocktail. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing about it is everybody that e- has eaten it has uh, universally said it's un- incredible. I'm allergic to it, but I always go to St. Elmo's and get a steak and everything else. It's, uh, it's, an, inc- it's an incredible meal, to say the least. So yeah, last year the Steelers their uh, media dinner was at St. Elmo's. Um, so I'm a, I'm gonna have to make a trip back there at some point because it does live up to the hype. And the whole thing is, they just load the the sauce with um, horseradish. Hmm. So you have to be a bit of a masochist uh, when you're eating it, but it's it's delicious. All right, I have a question for both of you, fine gentlemen. Uh, Brett McMurphy, who covers college football, NCAA football rule committee. And we know last year it seemed like in college football they finally were aware that the games take nine hours, so they tried to make them a little faster. Now this. NCAA Football Rule Committee proposes adding a two-minute warning to the second and fourth quarters, allowing schools to use coach-to-player communications through helmet to one player on the field. Uh, don't we? What are they doing? First of all, they, they have these giant idiot signs on every play it's like the coaches already choreograph every movement of a college football game. None of the quarterbacks think for themselves, and the games take eight hours. Paul, what's going on well, here? Well, the two-minute warning is it. I mean, it's simple. Why is there a two-minute warning in the NFL? So they can get more commercial time. 
And that's all that is. That's the only reason there's a two-minute warning in there. It's an extra timeout so they can get two or three minutes more of commercials. So you're right. To your point, say it's two and a half minutes. Of co- that's five extra minutes of dead time. I can't watch college football anymore. The games are too long. And, and, I, even if it's so a great game, I, I say I now, don't. I don't give a crap the anymore. Whole, the whole thing with the the uh, you know the helmet communication. Yeah, um, that's probably sort of in direct response to the whole Michigan scandal. Basically, that's I just want to take exactly what. Yeah, yeah, Paul. That that was what I was going to say. Is that if there was anything good that came out of the whole Harbaugh situation and obviously him trying to gain an advantage is it hopefully it does get rid of the ridiculousness of coaches on the sideline holding up pictures of SpongeBob SquarePants and um, <laughs> Exactly. Uh, like, I didn't think uh, of it this way. Are you both with Patrick, me though here, Mike, that the, the I sit down to watch a college game, it's noon, by the time it's over, uh, it's time for bed. I can't watch these games anymore. Well, I kind of disagree with you. I'm of the mind, more football, the better. And uh, I will watch football all day, every day. So I'm, I'm okay with it. Paul, four and a half hour college games? Um, it's too long. And, and the problem is it's too long because four and a half hours is not four and a half hours of actual, yeah. you know, of actual, well, you know. Action. Action. It's, right. They what what did they they boil it down to about twelve and a half minutes of actual action. So think about that. You're sitting there for no, four and a half minutes. It's horrifying. The, 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 the SEC games on CBS on Saturday afternoons are the worst. They just seem to take forever and ever. And then of course the the primetime games because of the commercials and the stops and the it just I I I think one of the things is you get to a point where it's just excessiveness and there's no reason for it. Now I I, I will say this. And I know a lot of people didn't like this, but I liked the fact that they finally got rid of the stupidity of every time there's a first down, the clock stops. They Thank finally, God. They finally Thank got God rid they of that. Did that. Yes, that helped the game flow a lot. Uh, as Joel will attest, the first few weeks you had to adjust your over-under betting because of that, <laughs> because there were less possessions in the game, but it was actually better. Because, because the, the, that just seemed to kill the flow of the game. Mike, would you like to participate in a game of Paul Thinks Incrinculently, otherwise known as PTI, the Joe Show version? I would love to. Good, <laughs> because our friend Joel Nelson has some questions. We each have 15 seconds, and then the buzzer goes off, and Joel is to be unquestioned when he rules the winner for each round. It'll go Paul, you, and me. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Jolie, do you have the apparatus set up properly? Give you one minute. That's fine. Is it I know apparatus? I sprung, I sprung apparatus. Somebody else a, used that word or today. Or is it apparati? Mike? <laughs> you know, a, a, uh, I think apparati would be plural. I, I think apparatus is already singular. Apparatuses. One, 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 uh, apparatus, I remember. Uh, apparatus. I remember uh, uh, E.J. Borghetti once scolded us because uh, Gourmet the Owl. Yeah. Wrote, uh, it was either Gorman the Hour or uh, <laughs> one, one of your trip guys. I think it was either DePaulo or, or Gorman the Owl. But they uh, wrote about uh, one of the linemen wearing a, 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 what are those things called? A boot? Yeah. And uh, EJ gave us a lecture and he said, uh, you, you're not allowed to, you know, w- w- you're prohibited from writing about the apparatus that you might see. It's players, a great word. Yes, apparatus you, you might see players wearing or, or, or using. Mike, <laughs> you, Mike used that word uh, 
earlier in this interview, did you not? I'm going to be honest. I just say things. I never know what's coming out of my mouth, and I just hope that I don't swear on live radio. I hope you do. Jolie, are we ready to go? All right. Why don't you count off 15 seconds to yourself then and just buzz it, okay? We're ready for yeah, like quest ba- basketball ref style. I want to see him doing the little arm thing. Yeah, he will be if you're watching. Uh, if you're watching at a- is Jolie on camera? I think only Paul and I are. But here we go. 15 seconds for each. Jolie declares a winner. Then on to the next question. Paul, Mike, Joe. Ready? Go. All right. First question. LeBron James, nine points away from 40,000. Will he be the only 40,000 point scorer in the NBA ever? Yes, I don't think anybody's going to play at the level that he's played at for as long as he's played at ever again. So, yes, I think he will be the only guy. <laughs> yes, Mike. Now? Yeah. Uh, no, he's not going to be. Records are made to be broken. And every time we think that we have an unbeatable record, a new, younger, better person comes on. So it, as long as the NBA continues to be a thing, which it will, Someone is going to come along and break that record. You guys are doing good with this so far. Thank you, Jolie. Let's see if I can do it, too. Go ahead. Yes, this is going to be broken. The NBA, they, they, they've made it so that the scores are in the 130s routinely now. And you have a guy like Luka Doncic, who, who's, what is he, like 25? He looks like he's still 11. You have guys scoring 80 and 70 points. Somebody's going to get to 40,000. I'm going to go with you, Joe. Just the way that the NBA is trending right now with all this scoring, I think so. Thank you, Jolie. Next question. All right. uh, Paul's shaking his head. We're not allowed to question the imperial judge. I'm not not questioning Okay. All right. Next question. Uh, The only one I've got together right now, Penguins currently 62 points. Looks like they are two spots out of uh, the last wild card. How much of a chance do you give the Penguins to make the playoffs? I'm not first this time. It's now it's Mike's first. All right, Mike, we rotate, you go. We rotate. Yeah, we who's rotate. First. You okay, go ahead, Mike. I, I'm going to give them a 10% or less chance, and the reason for that is not only do they have all this ground to make up, but look at the current construction of the roster. Right now, they're missing Jake Gensel. He's not coming back. He may have played his last game as a Penguin. They're missing another top six winger in Brian Russ. They have Drew O'Connor, who is having a great season, but started on the third line, now playing on the top line. This team not only has struggled all year, but now you have to hurt. stop right when the buzzer goes. Sorry, Mike. Mike? <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, I stopped. I completely just shut up when you do that. <laughs> well, that's what needs to happen. It's a buzzer for a reason. I'm next. Go. I give them about a 20% chance, Jolie. I still think there is a chance because of the incompetence around them. Tampa Bay has fallen apart. Do I believe in New Jersey? Not without a goalie, I don't. Do the Capitals? I believe in the Capitals? No, the Islanders stink. The Flyers stink. The Flyers are not even going to make the playoffs. Paul? I give them about a 85% chance of making the playoffs because I do think, as Joe said, a number of the other teams are not that good. I think the Flyers have a goalie issue, and I think that this star group is just good enough to get them over the finish line. 85%? Yes. Holy horse milk. That is quite the take, 85%. I'm going to side with Mike Mm. on this one. I think it's just just too slim for the Penguins. Now, yes, there are some other teams, like you guys have cited, who probably a little little disappointing seasons as well, but 
This is just not trending well for the Penguins. They've stacked up some wins recently before the Seattle game. I just don't know. Congratulations, Mike. On all your success. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now, I have a question. Uh, do one of your sponsors, are they going to be mailing me a gift for winning? Um, do yes. I get anything? A, a, a guaranteed bidet that you can use for the rest of your life. <laughs> okay. I think maybe like a weekend at Nemecorin or... We'll see. I don't know. Okay. He has uh, to go. We have, we have to go. Do we have another one? We're way over. No, we're done. Well, uh, let, let me just say that. Can, can I just say this <laughs> yes. real quick? Okay. Yes. Kevin Durant is second all time. His second career is a second active leading scorer in the NBA right now, right? Yeah. If he has his best season ever, five times, he's 35. If he has his best season over five times over the next five years, he still won't have 40,000 points. But we're siding with other guys when I say ain't nobody getting there. Thank you. Well, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about Luca. for one. He just turned 25. How many career points does he have, Jolie? Who? Luka Doncic. He's already got 10,000 points. He's got 10,000 points. He's almost has 11,000 points. He just graduated from elementary school. Mike. 15 years, 2,000 a year is how many? He's played one, two, three, okay. four, five, so six. Two, he has ten thousand. He's eleven thousand in six so, years. So fifteen more years he's going to play. If he has two thousand in every year, <laughs> that's thirty thousand. He's just going to get there. Guess what? He ain't doing that. I don't know, man. Mike, thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. I'll talk <laughs> All to you right, soon. buddy. See we'll see you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Up next. Uh, By the way, can I just say something real quick? Yeah. Um. No, we I, have to go. Wait, wait, say it after say, the. No, it's good. It'll be one second. Okay. Hey, Joe and Paul, could you say a little hope or prayer for my wife? She goes mm. in for a screening on Tuesday. Just need a little help. Thank you, guys, from Dustin. Absolutely, <laughs> so we Dustin. Will absolutely, give it to you. Consider that done. Yes. Uh, the Steelers <laughs> had a very significant player from their history uh, pass away at age 82. Let's talk about that a little bit next. We're going to get into. College quarterbacks from the 21st century here. A list came out that I have some objections to. We'll do that as well. 50-minute mark on the fan coming up. Brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Route 19 Peters Township. Celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. The time right now, 1237. Brought to you by Gina G and Petro of Remax Select Realty. Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia Peters Township. Visit them at SouthHillsKia.net and the fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates Personal Injury Law Firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.